Welcome to the High Rankings Podcast, brought to you by Dispensary Growth, the preeminent SEO agency for dispensary. Each episode will dive into the world of search engine optimization for cannabis dispensaries. We'll discuss the latest strategies and tactics to help your dispensary rank higher on search engines and attract more patients and customers. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, join us as we explore how to maximize your online presence and stay ahead of the competition in the rapidly growing cannabis industry. Welcome to episode six. Are we on episode six already? Man, time just flies when you are having fun. Well, some of us having fun. The rest of us are complaining. Anyway, what is new? I'm not complaining. Other than the fact that clearly I have some allergy issues happening in my world. Anyway, what's new in your world? What's going on Uh, in your life? Yeah, so we're actually getting closer to dialing in the trip for Whistler, which is pretty cool. I got to get a new bike. I've been looking at new mountain bikes. The one I have, so I bought one last Mm -hmm. August. I bought a Canyon and it's a cool bike. It's a cool mountain bike. It's full suspension. So there's a shock on the front, shock on the back. But it's not burly enough for what I want to do. I get a little crazy sometimes on mountain bikes. They're a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to go down a hill, jump off of things. I've gotten back into it. And it's just, it's a lot of fun to be on, like, at a resort. So here in Colorado, we have Trestle. We have one of the top bike parks in the country. And when I went there, I mean, it just, I mean, it fucks your world up. I mean, that place will eat you alive if you're not careful. There's, like, pro lines, intermediate. You know, advanced. Of course, I try to be Bobby Big Wheel and just go like pro right away and like crash on one. So I'm getting in my mid 20s now, so my body can't handle that. But my point is, is <laughs> right, that, right, mm, right, right, uh, right, 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 uh, right. I got to get a burly mountain bike. When I went to Bentonville, I rented a burly mountain bike. It's it, it's like a whole nother feeling on it. Like it's it's more secure. Or like you, you just feel safer too. Just like a brilliant mountain bike, bigger tires, bigger shocks. It's a lot better of a ride. So I got to dial that in. I was talking to a buddy about that, and then finalizing the Whistler trip. So that's what I've been up to. But Kazpots, uh, when is this uh, trip? When uh, is middle this trip? of August. We're thinking. Oh, oh, so you got time? Yeah, yeah. So we've got time for the trip, but I want to get a bike in like the next couple of weeks, and right. it's a little pricey. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hockey, have we have we injured anyone or ourselves even whilst we're playing <laughs> hockey? No, I well, I tweaked my back because I'm not in my early 20s. Because you're old as hell. Mm, whatever, Casbot. The other day, I played uh-huh. last night. We got smoked last night. Ugh, just a brutal game. Not the best start. Yeah, yeah so I play goalie. I let in like two bad goals. And it was just, it's like the most frustrating thing too and, and it's not i'm like a new team the new team they're not good they're not bad they're like right in the middle which is good because that means mm-hmm. like we had pepper like a lot of shots but we played a pretty good team last night i just didn't have a good start the last half was great just the first half was yeah not too good so yeah what's new with you cast bots other than sounding i know uh, it does sound up. great i think it's allergies so here in florida I think we're in the height of allergy season. My black vehicle is like green and I'm washing it all the time. Both my dogs are now out of their cones of shame. 
Bella Zai mm. has healed up from Dog's injury that she caused, and she has completely healed from her spay procedure. So that's great. But the best news, mm. which is now going to be a ten-month-long saga, is oh. it is in fact race week this week, and so begins a new season of Formula One this week. This and week. I am Hyped. Yes. The race oh. begins. Yep. We have free practice starts on Friday. So that's two free practices on Friday. No, three free practices on. No, two Friday, one Saturday, quali on Saturday, and the race on Sunday. And it's Bahrain. So it's a night race. So fun fact for everybody I am a very big Formula One fan. I grew up watching Formula One as a kid. My brother also watches Formula One. I think a lot of British kids, we grew up watching it. And then took some years off of watching it for a while. When I moved over here, it wasn't, wasn't really easy to be able to watch it. It wasn't on TV a lot, and it wasn't a sport that really Americans were really into. And then I would say probably in the last, I don't know, five years maybe, I slowly started getting back into it. And then in the last, I don't know, I think three years, it just has popped off. Drive to Survive came on Netflix, which is not even close to being realistic to the sport whatsoever. But that popped off and it's made it has become huge. But anyway, it is race week and I am very, very excited about it. And, you know, from last season that I was yakking all about it last season and i was very excited so i am very excited about race week this weekend where's the first race this week bahrain. This weekend? it's in bahrain yeah oh bahrain. so is it's is quali and the race the same track like same exact class? yes so the free they have free practice what they call free practice so they have three free practice that and then they have qualifying and then they have the race and it's all on the same track Everything's all done on the same track. And actually, so last week they had preseason testing, which was the first time they got to test out their their cars for this season. So last season they had whole new regulations, effectively whole new cars for last season. So that was like a whole big thing to see. And this season has had some tweaks to the cars. So they get like three days of testing. That's all they're really allowed to test. They can't like test them whenever they want to test them. That doesn't work like that. So they, so last week they had three days of testing on the exact same track also. So when they race this week in Bahrain, they're actually all very familiar with the track because they've just done three days of testing last week. So yeah, so they'll do, there'll be three days effectively, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday they'll have in Bahrain. And then I think they move after that. I think it's like Saudi Arabia that they do like two weeks after that. And then they go to Australia. Have you ever been to a race? I have when I was young. I went to one at Silverstone, which obviously is like the pinnacle of F1 tracks. I would love to go. I almost went to Miami last year, as you know, but the prices Mm -hmm. are just astronomical. This year, there's three races in America. Last year, there were two. There was Miami and there was COTUS, which is the Circuit of the Americas, which is in Austin. And this year they've bought in Vegas, which there was a Vegas track years ago, but it was so shit. It was a terrible track. And this year they bought in Vegas and they raced down the strip 
which is going to be great optically. It's going to look amazing on television because it's also a night race, and I think it's like Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. So optically, like it's going to look fantastic, but the track's going to be shit. It's not going to be an exciting yeah. race for the drivers. It's not going to be a very exciting race whatsoever. But when you're watching it on the TV, it's amazing. But the prices of the tickets and the prices to stay in Vegas are just outrageous. Like it's just, it's just. It would be cheaper, honestly, for me to probably fly home and then go to a race back home. Whether it be whether it be in England at Silverstone or whether I travel to a different European circuit, it would probably end up being cheaper for me to do that than go wow. to like Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Miami was outrageous. I can't do Miami this year because I think I think the Miami race is like right is happening. I'm either in I'm either in England when Miami's happening or it's like right around the time that I'm flying. Like mm. like I'm there. So yeah, but it's crazy. The prices are outrageous. So like the American basically are crazy. So. I could see that, yeah. But, <clears throat> but maybe we could go to Austin. Pretty Not cool. that Austin's any cheaper, but I'm just saying we can maybe go to Austin. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's my exciting news. I'm like so psyched because it's a whole new season and I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't, I, I'm not like tied to a specific driver or a specific team. Like I obviously have like a few favorites. We all know that I, Carlos Sainz is one of my favorites, but like, I don't have like, mm. I'm not like, oh, I'm not a staunch like Sir Lewis Hamilton fan. I'm not like, I'm not like a, an absolute Ferrari fan. Like I don't have, like there is a there is a driver that I absolutely cannot stand and I will never root for, but I don't have anyone that I'm like that's my dude or like that's my team. I just really? love this. Yeah, no, no, I can't pick a person. I can't. There's just there's a lot of really great personalities. There's a lot of really great stories. There's a lot of really great teams. There's there's people that I just don't have a lot of respect for, whether they're drivers or team principals. probably team principals more than drivers there's one driver that i just cannot i cannot get behind and i don't think that will ever change but yeah no i don't have a specific driver i do in fact have a soft spot for carlos Sainz because he's just (laughs) he's cool but no i know he's cool well he's also very handsome (laughs) Ah, he's a a handsome gentleman but honestly though like that's not why I like the sport. But then you could look at, you could like objectively look at a lot of the drivers and be like, oh, he's a handsome, yeah, he's a good looking driver. But I think one of the reasons I like him is just that he's, he drives for Ferrari, which I think Sebastian Vettel said it best when he said, even if you don't drive for Ferrari, you're everyone's a Ferrari fan, even if you say you're not. But I think like, I think everyone just assumes that his, his partner, his teammate, everyone just assumes he's the number one driver, which then puts him at a number two driver. And I just think that's bullshit. And I think that not that Charles Leclerc is not a great driver, he is, but I think it's just kind of shitty that everyone just assumes he's a number two driver because in his own right, I think he's a really great driver. But again, I don't have a favorite on the grid. I was excited when Max Verstappen won the world championship in a very, very controversial move two mm-hmm. seasons ago. But it wasn't because I necessarily wanted Max Verstappen to win. I just thought it was really, really good for the sport that after seven wins that somebody else other than Sir Lewis Hamilton won. And that's nothing against him. He's been a phenomenal, phenomenal driver. I just thought like it's the same as like 
if every single season the same hockey team won or the same yeah. football team won. Like you just, it's not good for the sport. And as yeah. and as great as he is, he is a phenomenal driver, and I think he's a wonderful human being, and I think he does so much for so many people outside of the sport. I think it was good for the sport that somebody else won. The way he won it was very controversial, and I think for years and years and years will continue to be. But yeah, I'm just very excited, and Friday I'm hyped. I'm super hyped. Although I don't know what I'm going to do about the race because my best friend has asked to go out on the boat this weekend because her boyfriend's birthday is coming up and she wants to go out on Sunday, which coincides with the race. Uh, yeah. So what are you going to do? Call in sick? <laughs> I'm not calling sick. It's my boat. What am I going to do? <laughs> Sorry, I fam. just will have to refrain from all social media until we get back off the boat. Or I think the race starts at like 10 a.m. our time. So we could potentially go out at like, 12.30 after the race. I don't know. But obviously people come before TV. So, yeah, I can watch the race afterwards. But, yeah, that's my good news. Anyway, I've rambled on, but I'm very, 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 very excited. So that's my... Cool. Nice, nice. That's my nerding, that's my nerding out for the day. <sighs> Probably people have tuned out from this podcast now. So, <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about today? Oh, I know what we're talking about today. We are talking about images and specifically images for seo and how images can be great for your seo but they're only great for your seo if you use images wisely because if you don't use them wisely they can really slow down your website and they can not benefit you in that regard so what we'll do is we'll start off by talking about the role of the images that you use on your website and how that can help you with your search results on Google. Over to you, Charlie. Yeah, so I, I think it's important to cover how to not just optimize images, but to not get, not have an image, crip, not cripple your SEO, but hinder your SEO. So like you said, like website speed, how to make it work for you because images do more than just you know just a, a photo on a website it's you know it's it's a branding play but if you do it right it can it can help bring more traffic to your website and that starts with i'll go from top to bottom let's say that you want to rank for dispensary in let's say kansas city and what you can do what you should do is create an entire page around that but in that page as far as images title that image it should be unique meaning you know if you have a, a team that takes images for you or you know to start out you can even just take the image yourself but title that image as dispensary in kansas city and separate those words by hyphens so what you're doing is you're taking the keyword that has search engine traffic getting traffic mm -hmm. from google and you're, you're putting that keyword associated with that image. So your unique dispensary, let's say front lobby, is associated with that keyword. So over time, it's going to build authority to your dispensary's website for that specific keyword. So call it the keyword that you want to rank for. And then there's something called alt text or alternative text. It's an attribute used for short descriptions on the back end of a website. So for example, if, a, if an image can't display properly they'll show up as like a broken icon but the mm -hmm. alt text will show so it'll say 
Kansas City dispensary, for example, so that when Google reads the page, it's, it's going to read that this image is about Kansas City dispensaries. So what you want to do is have the file name and the alt text with that same keyword and then put that on your web page. So whether I think we'll get into CMS content management systems later, let's just say WordPress because like more than half of the internet is WordPress. Right. If you're using WordPress, click the image or upload it, upload it with the file name on there. And then the same keyword as the alt text and just upload it onto your main page. You're good to go. So quick summary then just to, because I, I, I can tell you that I did not know this before, you know, I came into the SEO world is that images, if used correctly, optimized, you know, like you had just said, naming them correctly and using alt text, they're not just there to make your website look pretty. Like if, if they're used correctly and optimized the right way, they are actually another tool to help benefit you with ranking through Google. Right. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause I, then I'm pretty sure obviously people within the SEO world know that, but you know, just your regular Jane Doe who's building her own website. She probably, he, she, they, they probably have got no idea that that's an element that they could be utilizing. It's just an another tool that they could be utilizing that could help gain them traction with Google to push them up through the pages. Cause I, honestly, I had no clue before I came, you know, Exactly. And that it's, it's often overlooked. And what mm -hmm. we do is what you can do is use a software like SEMrush or Screaming Frog Ahrefs and then mm -hmm. audit the website. And then that audit will show a result. And in the result, part of that audit is images with no alt text or like a strange file name, I guess. You, there's settings on the front end that you can use. But the point is, is it tells you what images do not have alt text. And that's, it's not necessarily going to hinder your SEO, but it's, it's not going to help. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not making you not climb the ranks, but if you actually use it, use the tool to your benefit, then it's going to help you climb the ranks. So you might as well do it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a, it's it a tool, help. another tool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And I definitely think that, if, you know, if you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So. I'm sure there's people that are listening that didn't have a clue that that was an option. Mm -hmm. So definitely, definitely. I think it's super helpful. So other than obviously optimizing the image in terms of alt text and things, what else, if you're, if you're using an image, what else do people need to make sure that they do in terms of optimizing those images? For example, I know we use tiny PNG, right? when we uh, put images onto our website? Yeah, so we use, it's it's an image compressor. It's tiny PNG. And what mm -hmm. you do is, so like, you get the image that you want to use, but a lot of times it's too big. So like, for example, if it's over 500 kilobytes, I even think that's a bit too big. But if it's right around there, 500, what you want to do is compress it. So make it smaller. Because if you don't, if the image is too big, it's going to slow down your your page speed. It's going to hinder your SEO. And that leads to bad customer experience because, I mean, I think we've all landed on a website on your phone that takes forever to load. It's the fucking worst. It's the absolute worst. Yes. And it sends oh, such yeah. a, a bad example of like, what is this ratchet website that's not loading right away in my phone? 
I just want to buy That's some. That's a word I haven't heard. <laughs> I just want to buy some shoes or some Jordans. You know, like I just want to. Why isn't this working? A lot of times it's because the images are too big. So how do you solve that? Go to tinypng.com. PNG as in like the, the type of image format, PNG. So Paul, Nick, Greg, tinypng.com. Click and drag your photo into that tool. It'll compress it. Download that same image compressed and then rename it as your keyword and then upload it into WordPress and use your alt text on there. And that this tool, this tiny PNG is so awesome. It, it cuts it by like 60%. And to what we can see when, when we scroll as a user, when a user scrolls their website, they're really not going to see the you know, compromised quality of, of the image. We want to get people so, to the image, so we're not exactly worried about minimally grained image, so to speak. Or in other words, the quality is compromised. Like it, it, it really isn't that big of a deal. It's more important to have the image optimized than to have it yeah. be like over 500 kilobytes and looking perfect on the website. So I know this might sound like a dumb question, but if I'm thinking it, somebody else is. So when you are on, say, WordPress, for example, or any CMS, and you upload your image of, let's say, um, a vape, okay, and you upload your image, WordPress doesn't automatically say, hey, this image is a little too big. You might want to rethink it. It, it doesn't have a warning system, no? So I was talking to Brian about this, actually, our CTO. For those that don't know Brian, this dude's a boss. <laughs> so Brian has been around coding and tech for almost 30 years. So I was asking about this. I said, there, there's got to be some fallback system if a user, for whatever, just, you know, a user is not always going to remember to compress the image. So there's got to be some fallback with the hosting, right? Or is, like, is there a prompt that will come up when you upload the image? And he said, depending on your hosting, you'll get like an error. You can set a max image size on the back end of the website. So if it's over one megabyte, it'll completely reject it. So yes, there's a setting, but I, I'm almost certain you have to set that up through your hosting. Oh, interesting. I mean, you would just think it would have been built into that because you're absolutely right. There's nothing worse than a slow website. Nobody wants a slow website. It's, it doesn't benefit anybody. It's terrible. Yeah, that's awful. You just sit there staring at your phone trying to think, is it my phone? Is it my provider? Yeah, is it then, my website? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you look like such a Muppet just standing there with a blank phone, right? You're just like, oh, hey, turn your phone off, turn it back on. Like, what the hell? Yeah, like, and then you'll Wi-Fi? never go. Yeah, you, you'll never go to that website again right and then it's no. it's a bad metric yeah 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 that's true that's really true okay so definitely you so obviously naming it correctly making sure you have the alt text right absolutely mm-hmm. making sure that you're compressing the image for sure is there in terms of the type of file is there a specific type of image file i.e a JPEG, a PNG? Is there a specific type of image file that is like recommended above anything else? In terms of image formats, we always use JPEG, J-P-E-G. I think that's a good blend Mm of high quality and performance. It's it's just easy. Like just just run with .jpeg. Like when you save a file, you want to save it as 
you know, best dispensary in Kansas City dot jpeg and just run with that file type like it's like i said it's we found it's the best of both worlds in terms of performance and quality yeah i don't think we've ever run into an issue using jpegs i'm not no, no, no. yeah yeah okay and then in terms of sourcing images i'm assuming that we all know what happens when i assume mm, okay, but... <laughs> i mean but I would assume that your first place to source your images is going to be yourself, your product, your dispensary, your growers, your suppliers, you know, perhaps your customers, your events. That would be the first place I would assume is going to be the best place in order to get your own images, right? I right. mean, you don't want stock images. You don't want to be Google provide me a picture of, you know, I don't know, a vape pen or, you know, weed. you don't want to be, yeah, weed. <laughs> what is weed? Right. No, like you want, you want your, especially if you're trying to stand out in the dispensary world and in your, in a location where it's like Colorado, where there is a dispensary on every single corner, if you want to stand out and you want people to buy your product, you want to make sure that you're using the best images out there and no one is going to sell your product better than you're going to sell your product. No one's going to take a better picture yeah. of your product than you are because no one cares about your product the way you do. So I would assume that in order to get the best and the most relevant images of what you want your customers to see is going to be you taking those pictures yourself or sometimes, you know, your suppliers taking the pictures you do not want to be using stock images or buying images from like getty or somewhere yeah. like that mm -hmm. right right but what? but you also want to make sure when you do that that the pictures are high enough quality right and that's you want unique images and it it also sends the message to the consumer like hey this is a reputable dispensary they don't use stock images because we've all seen stock images you know they really take the time to put a unique identity, their unique identity into the website. And almost all of the shopping now starts from the website. And that's how you get foot traffic in the door. So you, you build that, I don't want to say connection, almost bond with your customer. And then that's how you get them coming back and again and again and again and again. So, so you're saying, so not only throughout the website itself, you know, the main pages and you know, blog pages and, and other pages, but also the actual shopping section, whether it be Jane or whatever they're using for their actual, the shopping section itself, product images, all yes. of the product images ideally should be ones that they have taken and provided themselves. Yeah. So what you can do is you can separate it, you know, w without compromising, you know, from a SEO perspective, without compromising click-through rate. You can have unique images of right. flour and pre-rolls and edibles yeah. and concentrates, yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. And then when they click on that image or like the button that says shop now, then it takes them directly to that shopping page. But again, you don't want to do that too early because that could compromise your bounce rate or your click through. But that is a good idea though, is to have unique images for those respective shopping categories, product categories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you're going to use that on like your GMB. You're going to make sure that you have your, the unique image of each of your dispensaries on your GMB. Yep. 
you're going to make sure throughout your blog post that you have it, any educational posts you may have, you know, any other, any other pages you have throughout your website, you know, you want to make sure that those are proprietary, that they're your images, because there's nothing worse than going on a, <laughs> on a dispensary page. And maybe you're checking out, maybe you're new to the area, or maybe you're new to, you know, dispensaries, maybe you're new to medical marijuana, or maybe you're new to rec marijuana, and you're just trying to figure it out, and you, you're going to check out dispensaries, and every one you go to looks like it's just a repeat of the one before, because every image is the same. You know, it's like groundbreaking. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not good <laughs> at all. No. but And I think, honestly, I think what you touched on earlier, it it comes down to customer service because i think if you if you land on a website where you can see that they have taken the time to then they've put the effort in i think that you know that they care about their customer experience and they clearly care about their online customer experience right so if they care about their online customer experience the chances are that they're going to really care about their in person customer experience and I think that's going to give that customer the confidence when they walk into the dispensary, you know, or if they decide to, to shop online, I think that that gives them the confidence because they know that the people who own the dispensary or work or the bud tenders who work in the dispensary, like they actually do give a shit because they've taken the time to not just use stock images. And I know that sounds like almost trite and I don't mean it to be like, so cliche but it really does like stuff like that actually does matter to people yeah and having unique images on the website just communicates that hey we're not only are we a reputable dispensary like a high functioning dispensary but we care about our customers so we have a clean storefront we have high-end product and we have a unique website so all in mm -hmm. all, we want the best for our customers, and that's a, a pretty good way of communicating that before somebody even walks in the door. Right. I would definitely agree with that. Okay. So, I mean, honestly, images is not one of those things that takes a really long time to, or a really deep dive into, I don't think. I think it's just a question of making sure that you're using your own images of your own product and your own stock, making sure that you're throughout your website that you're not repeating those images over and over and over again, uh, making sure that you are optimizing those images, that you're compressing those images, you're naming those images correctly, you're using alt text because that will boost your SEO. And I really think that's it. I mean, there, I don't know that we've missed anything really specifically. Um, no. Compress it, use file name, keyword in the file yeah. name, keyword in the alt text. Upload the image to be congruent with the rest of the website design. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. Images the, uh, are not difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when you get them up, test the website speed, like almost like a before and after. And it'll be good. And then eventually, you know, that your dispensary, your agency, or your dev will get into like almost like an SOP of you do this, then you do this, then you do this, then you do this. So that. Mm -hmm. You can worry about what really moves the needle, like keywords and citations and backlinks and reviews and all that. But images are certainly important. Yeah, I mean, you want a good looking website, obviously. But while you're making your website look good, you want to make sure that those images are not slowing down the website. And yeah. at the same time, you want those images to work for you with your SEO. 
And yeah. that's basically yeah. that's it summed up pretty much. Cool. So I think we're done here for episode six. We will see you in episode seven, where I'm sure we will be talking more about Charlie's trip to Whistler, how he mm. still hasn't bought a mountain bike because he can't pull the trigger on anything quickly, uh, how he probably has played hockey and almost died because he's so unfit. My puppy will have probably eaten something she shouldn't have done. And whoever will have won the race this weekend will not be coming world champion for this season's F1. And that's it. Guess we'll see you all next time. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the High Rankings Podcast, brought to you by Dispensary Growth, the preeminent SEO agency for dispensaries. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you found value in the insight and the tips we shared. If you did, please hit that subscribe button. And if you're feeling super generous, we would love it if you left us a review. If there's a specific topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, or if you have any questions, you can go ahead and find us on LinkedIn or YouTube. We'll see you next time.